Welcome to the Addison Free Will Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Here you can find sermons from our Sunday and Wednesday night services. You can find more information about the ministry of Addison FWB Church on our website, addisonfwbchurch.org. Tonight's sermon, preached by Pastor Matt Smith, is titled, Walking with the Lord in the Good Times and the Bad, from John chapter 6, verses 60 through 69. We'll be here in the book of John chapter 6. We'll start about verse 60. Give you all time to find that. And if you got a testimony, you can go ahead and get, jump up there and give it. It's a real familiar scripture. It's in the red letters. John chapter 6, starting at verse 60, says, Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying, who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doeth this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto, unto you, that no man could come unto me except it were given unto my Father. From that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus to the twelve, Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Let's bow our head. My heavenly Father, Lord God, I ask to ask you, Lord, to help me, Lord, to get out of the way, Lord, and just fill me up with your spirit, Lord. Help me preach your word the way that you have me to preach it, and everything will go according to your will. We ask these things in Jesus Christ, holy, precious name, and amen. You can be seated. I, I thought today for a text, walking with the Lord in the good times and the bad times. And I looked that up, walking with what the Lord says. It is interacting with God throughout the course of the day, feeling His presence and power and receiving His strength and guidance. That's what happens when we walk with the Lord. We can walk with Him when, the, when we're up on the mountain. We can walk with Him when we're down in the valley. I say He's the lily of the valley. Sometimes, you know, we want to walk when we're on a mountain with God, but when we're in the valley, we think we're all alone. But we're not alone. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. So he's right there. It also says walking with God means having a relationship with him and living a certain way that follows his standards based on the Scripture. If you want to walk with him, if you want to know him, get in his word. I tell you what, if you want to live by his standards, if you want to walk with him, you're going to follow him by following the word of God. When it says, thou shalt not, you know, they had that parade, that little walk down here today for life. God says, thou shalt not kill. 
We shouldn't have to have signs up saying, don't kill. Because we already know we shouldn't do it. God says not to do it. Say what? If God says don't do it, then we need to get away from it. Amen. Don't matter about what the world says about it. If God says it's wrong, then it's wrong. It don't matter what we think about it. It matters what the Word of God says about it. If you want to walk with God and follow God, you need to follow Him through the Word of God. You know, it says here in the first verse, it says, many of His disciples, when they heard His saying, said this is a hard saying, who shall hear it? And as I was reading today, to me, it don't really, maybe it was a hard saying for them to hear it when they heard it. But as I read it, it's not really, to me, it ain't that hard. But to them, maybe it says it was, so evidently it was. But I was reading over here, and the only thing Jesus was telling, he said, I am that living bread that came down from heaven. Like manna came down, you know, the children of Israel, manna came down and they fed upon that. Jesus said, I am that true bread. If you want to live, you eat of me, you eat my body. You drink my blood and you shall have eternal life. And they're saying, that's a hard saying. Who can hear that? You got to hear that. If you want to be saved, as we have communion, we break that bread and we say this as Jesus' body, it was broken for you and me so that we can take of that bread and that we can have eternal life, his blood. We can take that blood and we drink it. We got eternal life through Jesus Christ, through his blood and nothing else. Say, well, I don't know how it's come. It would be a hard saying. But the only thing I know is in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, it says, But if the gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. People that's lost, they don't want to hear that they're lost. They don't want to hear about a Savior who loves them who gave his life on Calvary so they can be set free, walking with the Lord in the good times and in the bad times. I tell you, on my worst day of being a child of the king, it's better than the best days I had when I was lost. Amen. I don't have no sad story. When I'm in the valley... He's right there with me. When I'm on a mountaintop, he's right there with me. If I'm climbing up that mountain, he's climbing right along beside me. Amen. He's a friend that's too closer than any brother. I can remember when I was lost, the gospel, gospel might have been hid to me, but I knew I was lost. See, that's what the world, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear that they're lost. But I tell you, it says, it was a hard saying. It says, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Amen. The old devil, on, he blinds you. He can put a blinders on you. 
I tell you, I know people that is blind. I was one of them. And all of you in here, what, at one time, he had you blinded. We was all on our way to hell without any hope until that glorious light appeared and that conviction power came down and let you realize that you was lost and that you was undone. Tell you what, people, or some people that think that's the worst thing that can ever happen, but actually it's the best thing that can ever happen. Because like Brother Rick always says, you got to get them lost before you can get them saved. If you don't know you're lost, you know, I've talked to people out there at work, they don't realize that they're lost. And you can't talk to somebody that thinks they're all right, thinks they're good enough to make it on their own. You can't tell, you can't tell them they need to get in church. You can tell them that, but they're not listening to you. It's like talking to that wall right there. You're not talking to me. I've had people out there tell me at work before, what do you think about this person? Kind of goes along with the Sunday school lesson this morning. See, when you try to get the focus off yourself onto somebody else, but actually we need to put the focus on the one we see looking back at us Amen. in that mirror. Amen. See, if we would do that... I believe our walk would be a little bit closer. I'm talking about myself. My walk would be a little bit closer. If I wasn't worried about my neighbor, or I wasn't worried about this, or that person doing this, or that person's doing that, or that boy of mine's doing this, or whatever, tell you what I need to do. I need to draw closer to God so he'll draw closer to me. I want to walk just as close to him as I possibly can. Because there's bad days coming. You may not realize it, but somewhere down the rock road, going, you're going to have a bad day. I can remember Brother Rick telling me, personally me, when I tell him I was on the mountain. He said, well, that's good. Get ready. Because the valley's coming. Yeah. You're only going to stay on that mountaintop for so long. Amen. Then you're going to be down in that valley but I tell you what I found out about the valley. It takes two mountains to make a valley. So I tell you what, I want to be on that mountain. I tell you, but in the, in the valley is where you learn. In the valley is where you learn to trust God. In the valley is where you learn to lean upon Him. If you're on the mountain all the time, you think you're all right. You don't need no help. You don't need the Lord's help. But I tell you what, when you're in the valley, that's when you pray. When this nation's in trouble, that's when they want Christian people to pray. Yep. But when they're not in trouble, yeah. it's all right. Don't pray no more. We need to pray in the good times and the bad times. We need to walk in the good times and the bad times. There's no place to turn around. We got to make it. And the only way we're going to make it is keep our focus upon Jesus Christ. Not on the world, not on the storm around us. I tell you, I said it before, but in a hurricane, they say the most calmest place is in a hurricane is right in the middle of it. Right in the eye of it. That's where it's the calmest. 
I tell you, I've been in the, I've been in the center of the storms, and I can see all these things going around me a hundred miles an hour. But here I am. God is right there with me. He said, "I'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He goes everywhere with us, even in the bad times, even when we fail Him. He's right there. He don't wait for us to fail Him and say, well." I knew you couldn't do it and give up on you. He's right there with his hand reached out to pick us back up. That's the God that we serve. We're serving a God who loves us. It's not a God like the world is serving that's got their eyes blinded, says their minds have been blinded, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ the Lord in ourselves, your servant for Jesus' sake. I was at Walmart Saturday afternoon, and somebody I knew said, when are you preaching? I said, I'm preaching tonight. Come on down. Well, I'm working. He goes, why are you preaching? I said, Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the message of every sermon. Yeah. If that ain't the message that you're preaching, then you're not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's all about him. It's about Jesus Christ and him being crucified and rose again on that third day so that we can go to heaven, that we can have eternal life through the blood of the Lamb of God. That's the message of the cross. Amen. Walking with him in the good times. Walking with him in the bad times. I've had surgeries. I call it a bad time. Like Brother Rick used to say, he says there's two kinds of surgeries. There's a minor surgery, and then there's a major surgery. Minor surgery is when it's on you. Major surgery is when it's on me. That's what he used to tell me. So when I go to surgery, it's major. It may not be to you, but it is to me. But I tell you what we need to do. We just need to walk with our hand in his hand, and we can make it all the way. Like Sister Debbie said, when we, when we see Jesus, it's going to be worth it all. We're not going to remember the bad times. I believe we might remember the good times, but I tell you what, there is not going to be no sorrow. There's not going to be no pain. There's not going to be no separation. You know, you say, try to imagine what heaven is going to be like. Eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it. Neither has it entered in the heart of man. The things that God has got prepared for all those who love him. I wish I could tell you a little bit about it. But I can't. All I can tell you is, it's been good. But the best is yet to come. We don't know what it's going to be like. But I tell you one thing, we're not going to be disappointed. It's going to be worth it all that we walk with the Lord. You know, I say walk with the Lord in the good times and the bad times. But I'm more glad the Lord 
walks with me in the good times Amen. and bad times. Because he's a friend that'll stick closer than a brother. You know, whenever I, whenever I fail him, I'm my worst critic. I, it's hard for me to forgive myself. The Lord, he's already forgave me. He's already picked me up and said it's all right, but I can't forgive myself sometimes. I don't know if you're all like that or not, but I'm real hard on myself. Like the old saying is, I'm my worst enemy. But Jesus Christ is my best friend. He's the Savior of the world. He's my personal Savior. I walk with Him. When I lay my head down and out on my pillow, He is on my mind. When I wake up in the morning, I may be singing a song. The goodness of God. Amazing grace. He's on my mind all the time. Because He's done so much for me. He's been good to me. You know, you've heard it said, he's been better to me than anybody. They tell you what, every Christian should be able to feel that way. Because it's personal. It's a personal walk. It's a personal relationship with the creator that created you and created me and created this world and created the, everything. The outer space. Hung the stars up and gave every one of them a name. Everything was made by him and for him. And without him, nothing exists. We wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. He, I tell you what, he's, he's a great, good Savior. Amen. Like brother, brother Larry's granddaughter used to always say when she was this little, he's the best. And I'll never forget that. And she was right. He's the best. There is no better. There is no other God. Tell you what, when anytime you want to put something before God, you better pray about it. You better get rid of it. You better repent of it. Because he comes first. You know, some people like to put, you know, this before the Lord or right before the Lord. We need to put the Lord first. Because he don't come second. He comes first or he don't come at all. And right over in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 18, it says, Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. See, that's what the devil can do for you. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. God came, Jesus came, that we can have life and have it more abundantly. But the devil, he'll blind your eyes. He'll blind your heart. He'll tell you you got plenty of time. Just like in the garden, he lied to Eve. That's what he does. He li he's a liar and the father of it. If you listen to the devil... He'll take you right straight to hell. God wants to go for you to go to heaven. It's his will that none perish, that all come to repentance. You know, people like to say, well, this person, I've had people tell me this. They've told me, said, well, if that person can go to heaven, I don't want to go. And I tell them, speak for yourself. 
I'm going. I said, is hell worth because you don't like somebody? If you want them to go to hell, the altar's open. Because that's where you need to be. There's not a nobody I want to see die and go to hell. There's people out there that's had these, done these crimes and murders and all these different things, but the only difference between them and me and you is Jesus Christ. The devil has blinded their heart. I tell you, if you've got hate in your heart, it ain't from God. If you got evil in your heart, it ain't from God. It's the devil. He's the one that blinded your heart. God wants, he wants the light to shine upon you. He wants you to be the light of this world. Some people will never go to church. The only church they're going to see is in you and me as a child of God. I was talking to a guy at Walmart at work down there. And he was telling me this pastor, retard, how he cussed him. I guess because I had a tie on, he must just assume I was a preacher. I said, well, I'm a preacher. I'm not cussing you. But see, that's the first thing people want to do. They're looking for an excuse. Saying, you know, he was a preacher. Whether he's telling the truth or not, I don't know. But anyway, that's what he said. But I tell you what, if that's the best you can do, you're going to let that send you to hell because a preacher said something that they shouldn't have said to you. It ain't worth it. There ain't nothing worth going to hell for. Well, if you gain all the money and all the riches in the world and lost your soul, what did it profit you? I tell you, it's because a Christian, a preacher, or a deacon, or anybody offended you, that is not worth going to hell for. There ain't nothing worth going to hell for. But that's just what the devil puts in people's heart. Well, if that person done this or that person said this, then don't have nothing to do with them. What we need to do is pray for them. Because we're walking with the Lord in the good times and the bad times. We need to be about his business. Right over First John chapter 2 says, But he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whether he goes because the darkness has blinded his eyes. See, if, you're, if you hate your brother, you're lost. You're walking in darkness. The light of Jesus is not in you. If you hate your brother, how can you love the Lord? The Bible says if you hate your brother who you see, how can you love God whom you have not seen? I tell you what, if you love God, you're going to keep his commandments. And what is his commandments? Love one another. Justin gave those bracelets out. What would Jesus do? If we would live our life to that, we would love everybody. What would Jesus do? When somebody cusses you out, what would Jesus do? Somebody pulls out in front of you. Instead of going, what would Jesus do? 
I, I, I've seen people do that. Somebody pull out in front of somebody and they'll go, throw their hand up. Sometimes their hand. Sometimes part of their hand. But that's not the love of God. See, we need, we need to just look the other way. I know it's easy to say, sometimes it's hard to do, but if we'll do what Jesus would do and love them, maybe we can get them in church. You know, I, I know people that's, that's lost, and you go out of your way just a little bit. There was a guy out there at work. He was the most hateful person that I had to talk to out there. And I had to talk to him. Because he was like a boss out there in a certain department. And he was always giving me a hard time. And I felt like just telling him just how it was. But instead of telling him the way it was, I went up to him, told him how I appreciated his hard work. How I appreciated I figure you got a lot of stuff on your mind. Maybe that's why you act the way you do. But I appreciate it. And ever since we had that talk, best friends. All it takes just sometimes that extra walk. I could have walked up to him and told him he was the most hateful person I've ever met. I despise talking to him. That's what I wanted to tell him. But what would Jesus do? You're not going to win. You're not going to win nobody to the Lord by being mean and rude to them. And that day there, I, I learned a lesson. That day, that lesson was for me. Because the old man wanted to flare up and tell him. See, I wasn't having a very good day that day either. But then, as soon as I turned to say something, the Lord said, "How about being nice?" How about talking with respect? If you want respect, show respect. Amen. And ever since then, me and him was all right. He walked back to my department. He always comes over and talks to me. All because the Lord fixed it up that day. As long as we mind the Lord. Walking with the Lord in the good times and bad times. He talks, he talks with us in the good times. He talks with us in the bad times. He leads us and guides us in all paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He's always there. It says right down here, What and if shall you see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? And right, and right over here in John chapter 3 verse 31 says, He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. Jesus Christ came from heaven. He's above all. He has all power. Say what? He has, the devil has no power upon him. You know, the devil might be the prince of the air down here thinking he's got all power, but Jesus Christ has all power. The devil can only do to us what the Lord allows him to do. Just like old Job. See, Job had that hedge about him. 
We got a heads about us. And his name is Jesus Christ. He ain't going to let no more come upon us than what we're able to bear. And with that, he's going to give us a way out of it. Whenever we think we've got so much on our plate, the Lord's got confidence. He'll give us a way out. Amen. He knows we can make it. He's got that confidence that we're trusting in him. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean on him. Acknowledge him. Praise his holy name. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I myself, but he sent me. They wasn't looking for him. They wasn't looking for our Lord. If they were, they would have seen him. He said, if you, if you, you would love me. If you love God, you would love me. I tell you, if you love God, you're going to love Jesus. If you love Jesus, you're going to love God. Amen. And you're also going to love me. Amen. And I'm going to love you. Because that's what all the commandments hang on, is love. That we love one another. Jesus Christ loves us beyond, I don't know, I, I, I can't explain the love that he has for us. That he gave his life on Calvary. What greater love than this than a man laid down his life for his friends. Praise his holy name. He says, it is a spirit that quickeneth the flesh. He said, it is a spirit that quickeneth the flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And it says right over in Peter, for Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quicken us in the spirit. What our Lord did, he did it for the just and the unjust alike. He's no respecter as a person. He gave his life on Calvary for you. He gave his life on Calvary for me. He gave his, Cal he gave his life on Calvary for all the lost, for all the unjust. And the Bible also says it rains on the just and the unjust alike. There's bad things that happen to Christians. There's bad things that's happened to you all. There's bad things that's happened to me. And the lost, the unjust, they'll watch how we react when these bad things happen. Amen. I've watched, I, I have watched the lost, how they react. And they react to liquor, pills, dope, drugs, I depend on this. Amen. This is what I go to. Yep. That's why I read it every day because we never know what we're going to need. And I tell you what, like Laura said this morning, it's the answer Amen. to any problems that might come up in life. Right here, you can find the answer. I tell you what, Brother Don Estep always said, I, I can remember a sermon, he said, he said, take a look, it's in the book. 
So I tell you what, anything that comes up in our life, any kind of problems that we might face, the answer is Jesus Christ and nothing else. Amen. He'll see us through whatever it is. If you're in pain, he's a healer. Amen. If you're lost, he's a savior. He's the savior of the world. But I tell you what, he's my savior. It's a personal relationship. It's a walk that I walk with him and he walks with me everywhere we go. It ain't a, it's not a group thing. Although we can walk in groups. But when Jesus walks with each and every one of us, it's personal. He wants us all to make it. He, I tell you, there's not a, it's his will that none perish. He wants all of us to go to heaven. That's the Savior that we're serving today. Praise his holy name. It's, it says, he quickeneth, but quickeneth by the Spirit. If we can just look to Calvary, if we can take a walk in the garden, when Jesus prayed to his sweat, became great drops of blood. He prayed, I, he prayed earnestly. I tell you, I, I prayed to God. I prayed to Jesus. But I tell you, my sweat never came great drops of blood. Jesus Christ, he got serious with God. He prayed and prayed and prayed. He did not want to go to Calvary, but he prayed not his will, but God's will be done. And he told his disciples that third time, sleep on. He got his answer. He knew that cup he had to drink, that bitter cup. He drank it for you and me. Let him come, but one of his very own disciples betrayed him with a kiss. And the very ones, the soldiers that was going to grab a hold of him and take him, fell backwards as dead men. Jesus had to allow them. He had, he had to let them take him. Because they couldn't do nothing with him if he didn't allow it. He allowed it. He put on his sinful flesh and tell you what, but he was still 100% God and 100% man. 100% man. That's who they took. Because they couldn't touch the 100% God. He had to allow them take him. And they took him and beat him all night long. And took him to that, he carried that cross all the way to Calvary. Every step of the way. That greater love than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends, he went all the way. He didn't go just part way. He went all the way, every step of the way. He was thinking about you. He was thinking about me. He was thinking about a lost and dying world Amen. that had no hope. He was our only hope. He, there wasn't no other way. He prayed if there's another way, let up this cup pass. He says, but not my will, but thy will be done. He went up there and laid those hands down on that cross and let them drive them big old spikes in his hands and in his feet and lifted him up between the heaven and the earth. And he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. 
and he gave up the ghost. And they pierced his side, not forthcome, blood and water. And one of the guards said, surely, this is the Son of God. Praise his name. He's worthy of all praise. If we can just look to Calvary, I tell you what, let's give him all the praise. And they laid him in that empty tomb. And they rolled that stone at the door, thinking, you know, we got him now. He's not going to deceive nobody. Tell you what, we got him right where we want. But on that third and glorious day, that stone was rolled away. And I tell you, what the angel said, why you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Just like he said. Now go and tell the disciples and go tell Peter that he has risen. Just like he said. He said the Son of Man will suffer many things. But on that third day, he'll live again. And I'm here to tell you today, he's on the right-hand side of the Father, making intercession for you and making intercession for me. He's doing well today. Praise his holy name. Walking with the Lord in the good times and bad times. But what we're serving a God who loves us. He says in verse 65, he said, and he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man cometh to me except it were given unto him of my Father. So you're not going to come. People think they can just come to God anytime they want. Except God draws you, you're not going to come. He's got to draw you. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by through him. But no man comes to Jesus except the Father draws you. You've got to have that drawing power, that conviction power that lets you know that you're lost and undone without God on your way to hell. If you don't got that, I don't know how you're going to get saved because that's just... That's the recipe. The Lord has to draw you. Amen. Without the drawing power, I don't see how you're going to get saved. I've had people say, well, I'll get saved on my deathbed. And I tell them, maybe you will, maybe you won't. Who's to say you're going to have a deathbed? And who's to say the Lord's going to be drawing you? I wouldn't want to take a chance on leaving this world lost thinking I'm going to have some kind of a special repenting on a deathbed somewhere, I would want to be right with God right now. I tell you what, like I said, I don't have no sad story. I'm not suffering for Jesus. I'm having the time of my life. I tell you, the only thing I wish I would have done, I wish I would have got saved a whole lot sooner than what I did, because I tell you what, I don't have no sad story. All I can tell you is, Praise his holy name. Amen. Glory to his name. King of kings, Lord of lords, loves me. He gave his life on Calvary for me and for you. For that, I say, 
Glory to your name. Praise your holy, precious name. He's worthy of all praise. I think sometimes, you know, we get saved. And we're saved for a long time. But I think sometimes we forget where the Lord brought us from. I try to remember where he brought me from. I don't want to be one of those Christians that when someone comes in lost, like the publican. Come on, man. When he said, I don't want to be like this man. I don't want to live a life like that. I want to let, I want to let the poor man know, poor lost sinner man know, that I walked the same walk he walked. That I was just as lost as him. Amen. That I was on my way hell just as fast as him. But through the blood of Jesus Christ, he can be saved. His name can be written down on Lamb's Book of Life right beside mine. Maybe. If not beside mine, maybe beside yours. If not beside yours, in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's what matters. As long as your name's in the book. Amen. That's what matters. Yeah. Is your name in the book? Are you walking with the Lord in the good times? Are you walking with him in the bad times? I tell you, that the altar is open, and it's never out of order to come to an altar of prayer. So if the Lord is drawing you, as we stand and get a song, why won't you come? Yeah. Brother Jamie. You've been listening to the Addison Free Will Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. You can find more information and explore our outreach ministries on our website at addisonfwbchurch.org. Thank you for listening.